Welcome back to Royan Rescue. What a bomb just went off in the media world regarding this incident that took place at a independent living facility in California regarding a woman who uh, apparently from the family's statement wished to have no heroic attempts to revive her in the case that she went into cardiac arrest. The RN who was not working as an RN, but working as a director of services and just happened to be a nurse, is completely nailed with the responsibility that she was being brutal and um, inhumane and um, did not do what she was supposed to do to try to save this person's life who was a resident at this independent living facility. Well. I've had several people reach out to me to ask me to comment on this because it's one of those firestorms where uh, there's lots of different perspectives that a, that a person could take on this, but immediately the first thing that came to my mind as soon as I heard this was, A, it's not a skilled nursing facility. It's an independent living facility, which is basically a condo or an apartment that prepares meals, takes care of groundskeeping, but the, the individual or couples live independently. There's never, you know, unless they have special hybrid services, they rarely have medical help at all. Many of these facilities then graduate to what we call an assisted living, which has levels of care worked into it, all the way from medications to medical treatment and so on and so forth, all the way to dependent care, which is normally a nursing home facility. The first thing that came to my mind was this, well, number one, and, and keep in mind, and I, I, I'm probably going to catch some fire for this, but hopefully those of you that are Royal Rescue fans know I'm a proponent of saving lives. I mean, this is what I do. This is my passion. This is my company. I'm pro-life in all reaches from death or from birth until death. But I've also been a paramedic long enough to know that there are people that are at the end of their lifespan and... They've lived a full life, and though they're not on some um, suicide mission or death wish, they're basically saying, look, I'm, I'm at the end of my life, um, I've lived a good life, I feel happy, and I will live the rest of my life as fully as I can, and when I die, leave me there. Don't try to resuscitate me, I don't want to be brought back. When I go into cardiac arrest, that's because that's the day that I'm ready to leave this world and be done. And I've always kind of, um, and I'm not the creator of this term, but I've, I've modeled that as death with dignity. And as professional healthcare providers, as well as lay people, I personally think we've got problems dealing with death and life on many different levels. Um, yeah, so. It's not surprising to me that we have this chain reaction where, well, first of all, a 911 record is released, which is completely against, um, I think, privacy rules. Even if you, uh, even if you were to uh, take out the names of certain people, the patient's name is in there. I mean, what do they do? They go get permission to talk about uh, uh, Bayless, this Mrs. Bayless, who who is the patient who died. I mean, that, that's a, in my opinion, that was a direct violation of HIPAA. And what if the family didn't want her name to be released? I mean, maybe they got permission, but secondly, before the investigation is even complete, uh, the media gets a hold of this 911 record um, 
I'm shocked at how frantic the uh, the dispatcher got. I mean, on one hand, I credit them with having passion for life and trying to get involved in doing things, but given the fact that this dispatcher, this police dispatcher, has um, so many years of experience, um, I was surprised not to hear them say, and maybe it just wasn't included in the recording, <clears throat> is this individual an individual who has assigned um, do not resuscitate? Is this person a, an advanced directives patient? Um, I understand that your policy is as, an, as a, an independent living center that you are not able to provide CPR under a written agreement. If something changes, let us know. We're sending EMS on the way. But in summarizing how this thing went down, I'm not sure that anything was, was done incorrectly here. I mean, this living facility has a pre-organized agreement from the residents when they come to live there that says, we don't offer any medical help at all. If there's an emergency, we'll call EMS and we'll stand by your side and assist you in any way that we can, but we will not provide medical care. I could even see that being because now you're blending this um, this mixture of assisted living with independent living and then how does my facility get licensed as an independent living center or as an assisted living center and if I mix those hybrids and I say as a, a benefit of living here at this independent living center we have a nurse on staff who will provide medical care that could be misinterpreted and then the facility has to be licensed as an assisted living center and go under a lot more expensive regulation and so on and so forth, more liability. Um, it's just kind of amazing to me. Now, here, okay, so now in, in defense or I guess in consultation to how maybe this independent living center could have avoided this, if they were to consult me, one of the things that I would say, your demographic has a high risk of medical illness. Granted, all you maybe are obligated to do is call for help even if you're obligated for that um, but what are you going to do in the five to seven minutes while you're waiting for EMS to arrive there's your gap of exposure bad press liability misunderstanding ethical compromise H how is your staff going to handle watching someone go from clinical death to biological death and not do anything it goes against almost like this human nature of wanting to help and take care of somebody. So how are you going to deal with that? I understand um, the objective legal side of it, but how are you going to deal with all of those things? And I would have suggested that they have a medical emergency policy that says um, when you activate emergency medical services, these are the statements that you will make. I am so-and-so, I am employed by an independent living center that has a policy that's agreed upon by the residents to not provide medical care under agreement, contract. This person has a do not resuscitate order signed and I have the paperwork here with me. We will be caring for this patient, making them comfortable, waiting for EMS to arrive. Number two possibly having that very difficult discussion with the the residents saying if you go unconscious our normal procedure would be to call 911 if 911 arrives they're going to give you full resuscitative care is this what you want yes or no if no 
then we need to have advanced directives in place or a do not resuscitate order on file. Along with that do not resuscitate, do you want us to even call the ambulance? Do you want us to call your family members? So it gets a little gray there, a little, it gets very gray actually, um, and it's work. But it's kind of like my slogan that I tell everybody at my office. If you didn't want to, be, if you didn't want to have to deal with these questions or these comments or these problems, then I guess we shouldn't have gone into business. If we didn't want to have to deal with an aging demographic, um, that's an extremely lucrative business to be in because elderly that have money would like to be taken care of but be independent and live a nice closure to their life, have a high risk of medical problems, that's just the way it is, um, how are we going to deal with those, especially if we're going to be a hands-off facility and not give any care? So I, communication is key, making sure we know what the policy and procedure was going to be and how to communicate that to a dispatcher that was clearly misunderstanding. That dispatcher sounded to me like they thought that this individual was just being a hardhead and not caring. Here they're a nurse at a facility, but yet they're not acting as a nurse. Well, they didn't even know that this nurse wasn't hired as a nurse. This person was hired as a, a services director. Um, that happened to be a nurse. And, and, and maybe the nurse should not have said, I know, I understand, I'm a nurse. Maybe that individual should have just said, you know, I'm the, I'm the facilities services director. Um, this is policy. We will make the patient comfortable, but it is upon agreement of the patient and ourselves not to physically get involved in this resuscitation. This is just a bad situation and as a, as a business owner I feel really bad for the Independent Living Center. Um, I'm proud of the family for coming out and giving the um, Associated Press a comment, a formal comment that basically releases liability and any kind of responsibility really uh, for what that facilities person did or didn't do. And it only takes a few strokes on the keyboard to look up under Google what the, the requirements are for independent living facilities. And we'll find that they're not licensed facilities. They're not, not as medical facilities. And, and no one has the, no lay person has an obligation to provide CPR in the United States of America. They may have a moral obligation, they may have an ethical obligation, but those are internal. We may, as healthcare professionals, um, desire for lay people to get more involved and help out whenever possible but you never know is the scene unsafe is the person combative is there uh, dangers that are going to prevent you um, are you not prepared are you in psychogenic or psychosomatic shock there's a lot of reasons why people might not offer CPR that are what I would say are not liable um, in this case I think that this individual was following the directives of their workplace there was a definite understanding between the resident and the staff. If I die, then don't don't do anything. Don't touch me. And that's exactly what this staff did. And I would categorize that under the um, death with dignity rule. And um, I think it's a shame that the media got a hold of this and in such a death culture that we live in, as we live in today, where we are, uh, we are promoting violent uh, um, acts in movies, and we're not stopping innocents from dying, and we're not preventing murders as best we can, and, and violent acts. All of a sudden you have something like this that's more natural, 
happen and and isn't weird at all and oh it blows up in the the media like crazy and and creates all this scandal i just think it's a shame so um i'm interested in hearing your feedback on it i hope this helps to sort it a little bit and probably many of you already did i just think in this case probably what happened was communication breakdown and that needed to be and that's probably what needs to be fixed and so my encouragement to this independent living center would be you got to get these things in writing and and probably get them uh, practiced in a policy that that is an emergency response policy so that a secretary grabs the file and is able to communicate the wishes of the patient clearly uh, and the family so I hope this helps from Roy and Rescue keep on rescuing give me your questions and your comments I'd love to keep this conversation going I think it's a good one to have until next time we'll see you later bye bye